Okay, Mutiny Radio listener. Uh, we're going to get started with the joke workshop here in a little bit when the throngs, not throngs of comedians, uh, there's only going to be, we only have room for 11 total because of COVID. Uh, we have our chairs six feet apart. Of course, everyone's wearing masks. Uh, and we'll get started with some joke workshop here in a little bit. But until then, enjoy some music and we'll be playing some stuff. So thanks for listening to Joke Workshop. Check out our GoFundMe and throw some money in there for us or go to Venmo. Just at Mutiny Radio, just two words, no FM. There's two of them there. I'm sorry, it's so hard to clean things off the internet. But we're just Mutiny Radio on Venmo. Uh, thanks for donating. Uh, keep listening to some music and we'll be right back with Joke Workshop. <laughs>
but in the distance. Run, speak, natives retreat, night grows dark, a fire started blowing, something mad to get to throw and hips moving and grooving. This ain't hard, it's real moving. Baltimore, oh, Romeo, took a look at the mercury falling below, no time for a lady to be dragging her feathers around. Of a tangipaho, where a two-timing blackbird met the divine Miss O, and like to ruffle his plumage while at Baltimore. Ready to rock and roll with the couple comedians that came for the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Machine of Mornings with Machine here, 8 to 10 a.m. And uh, Paolo, who uh, used to be doing Wednesday Wave. 
and Pancake, Patrick Pickham here as well. Gonna do some new jokes, old jokes, all jokes. And uh, give each other comments and all that kind of stuff, just like the How the Joke Workshop works. I don't know where all the boys are. <laughs> where the boys are. Probably at the beach. <laughs> not, and not here. And that's okay. That's fine. We have a quorum of four, so uh, we'll do some jokes. Who wants to go first? Okay. He's going to go first. Yeah, there is. He's... Well, we'll we'll figure it out. Go as long as you want, basically. He's a funny guy. He's been he's a music writer, freelance all over the place. He's he's a great he's a great buddy to the station, and we're excited to have him here. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Paolo. Chuck 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 chuck. Hello. Okay, guys. So welcome to. Uh, Mutiny Radio, my name is Paolo Picardo, and I am a Berliner living in the suburbs. So there's no one here, uh, Uganda population four. A couple jokes lined up for you guys. So, uh, the song uh, by Britney Spears, I Am A Slave For You, is actually based on the idea of dog walking. Some laughs there. Look into my notes. So, Britney Spears is extremely sexy. Um, she dated uh, Justin Timberlake. And Justin Timberlake is from Memphis, Tennessee, and he's oftentimes cited courtside at basketball games. So, Justin Timberlake paid $500 to see black guys argue. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, basketball is essentially watching black guys argue. There are two sides, home and away. Speaking of black people, let's talk a little bit about slavery for a second. Um, I, would, I would like to stress that slavery was the first cat cafe. Slavery is pretty damn cool. Machine is actually on his knees now, so Toby, I'm gonna whip you with my fucking black leather whip. So, slavery is the first cat cafe. Wow, thanks cat cafes. Uh, cat cafes usually have tabbies, Siamese, uh, sometimes those naked cats, the ones that have a lot of skin that's folding. In my notes here, um, so we can get into the uh, uh, get into the topic of cars, cars, guys, cars, vehicles. I drive a lot, and uh, I've come to a conclusion that when people are driving, everybody is essentially eating brownies. That's what I that's what I feel like when I when I see people driving. They're always eating brownies. Yeah, unless you're. Uh, uh, black or Latino, you're doing donuts or ghosts riding the whip. And more on cars. Um, hmm. uh, the brand Nissan is actually counting two and three in Japanese. Thanks for that one. Um, so wrapping up here, um, let's see. Uh, 
So uh, with COVID and all, you know, traveling is on a pause, uh, but I like to buffer that uh, and compensate by filling my refrigerator with ginger ale. We all love fucking ginger ale, don't we? Raise your hand or clap if you love ginger ale. Hello. Uh, female, female women on the airlines, they're typically very hot because their, their job description is to wear a tight skirt and a blazer and basically be hot, you know? They wear tons of makeup, uh, typically uh, flight attendants that are female use vibrators in the bathroom. So make sure to, uh, to hijack an airplane from Houston to SFO. So that's, that's my little role and wrapping up here. Okay, so I travel, I love to travel. And the travel layer that I love most is obviously people eating brownies in their vehicle. Uh, but every time I travel, it seems like I get blue balled when I'm walking around the coolest neighborhoods in uh, a selected city. So guys, thank you so much. This is Palo Mutiny Radio. And thanks for sharing time with me. Oh, it's Joke Workshop, so you actually you actually stay up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Joke Workshop. We have that microphone there yeah, for right comments. On, right, right. I hello. took a few notes. Machine, hey. hello, machine, yeah. Oh, so get up to the mic, get up to the oh. microphone. Oh, yeah, machine, hello. Yeah, if you want to tell them, give them comments. If you want to. Machine, thank you. Paolo, yes, th thanks for that. Yeah, it's always hard getting up in front of an audience as big as this, but um, that that was great. I think the the one thing that you could have added there when you were going about the ginger ale, yeah, yeah. um, you because we're about to be banned from Canada, the U.S. citizens, Canada, if you know. Yeah. So you should have said, "Well, oh, I can't Canada wait. Dry. I can't wait to fucking uh, drink Canada Dry yeah, when I get mm. back there. Drink whatever their local beer yes, is, Moosehead yes, or yes. whatever it is." Yeah. So you could have added. I, could, I can't wait to go and drink Canada Dry as soon as they get let me back in the country. Yeah, I'm working on my leads. Yeah, it's hard to pick a lane. Yeah. Or yeah. or that ginger ale could be an Irish thing. It's beer for gingers. Ooh, <laughs> like, okay, okay. Um, that's a good one. So if because you, you had you know you had a couple race, racial things in there, you could the Irish the Canada thing. I thought was really great. That's uh, a good comment. The Canada Dry. Um, with the Britney thing, I'm a I'm a slave. The dog walking. Yeah, yeah. I would say maybe. I was listening to that in the car, so I thought of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, maybe an act out of the dog. Oh yeah. After Ooh. so like I'm a slave. It's it's the dog walking, and then maybe like as the dog, you're like I love you, I love you, I'll do anything yeah. for you or whatever <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Sort of because I feel like yeah. you you have a bunch of great premises mm, yeah. and you start them. Yeah. It's the same thing with the slavery being a cat cafe. It's a great start, yeah. but I feel like I need more explanation. Like oh, right. the cats mm. are inside, they can't leave. Yeah. Mm. They're fluffy or they're not fluffy. Something about like why why is the cat cafe slavery? I needed a little bit oh, more. Oh yeah, explain, explain, yeah. And yeah, and it's the same thing with the cars and the eating brownies. Like I need more explanation there because I yeah, didn't. Mm -hmm, yeah. I didn't get it. Like, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. is it they have crumbs in their lap or that yeah. it, there's e they're eating shit constantly and maybe yeah. it's not a brownie? I I don't know what's, but just a little. It's like you have these really good premises yeah. and it's just about like, and then that last one too. 
Nissan, there's your punchline, but it's it's that it's Ichi San Ni. Is that how the numbers go? Ichi Nissan Go. Right. So Nissan Go. Oh, you've got drive your Nissan or something. You've got right. all the stuff there. Yeah, yeah. But if people don't know Japanese, right? They don't. Know, you've got to just. It's a little. It's like you've 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 got everything to start with, and it's just like a little bit more. Play with it. Like play with it. Yeah. Work. Play with it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, uh, comments, pancake. You did great. You did, but you did great. Yeah. Yeah, another Very comfortable. Edgy. Sorry, um, could, can you explain the brownies eating brownies? Because I didn't get that. That's why I interrupted with donuts. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's I drive a lot, so that's what I felt at the moment. So. Okay. I feel like it's a new tr- kind of common. Sin- I don't know. Do you Not, see people, people don't eat brownies very often. But they do in their cars all the time? But I just... Like I ate some brownies the other day, and I <laughs> felt, and I drove, so I was like, "Hmm, this is like similar to eating brownies." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So sorry, a little bit random. No, 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 no it's good, random. Thank you. Thanks for the. I love the audience too. Yeah, Thanks. Add add the donuts to it after that as well, just to bring it back all r- back in. Yeah. Thank you. I'll work on it next week. Yeah. That Clap your yeah. hands together for Pat. Hey, hey, woo! <laughs> All right, Pancake, are you ready? Yeah, you're ready to go up. You got new stuff. Go on and on and on. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Pancake. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Here you go. This is from... Thank you, Pancake. Yay! That was a $50 bill in the bucket. Yep, donate to Mutiny Radio whenever you can. Um, we're all getting that stimmy from uh, Uncle, 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 uh, what do they call him now? <laughs> so, um, I'd like to begin with a small ceremony. And I'll be referring to the good text here. Oh, O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's. Hearts. Thank you. Okay, well, you had the spirit. You had the spirit. You had the correct answer. Stars, golden stars all around. You know what I forgot? I forgot that there's a little something in the air tonight. So I'm just gonna grab my little muff, cover the microphone so I can, yes, so I don't get alien spores in my mouth and catch space herpes. Space herpes. Coming to a theater near you. Just kidding. No more theaters. Um, that was too real, wasn't it, listener? Uh, so, uh, I don't care what you've heard about him. No, no, no. I don't care what you've heard about the Gordon's Fisherman. 
You need to trust the Gordon's fishermen. Sorry, I said that out of order. And you don't care about fish sticks anyway, so that's okay. No one understands my uh, what triggers me, and that is why I'm constantly upset and so misunderstood. I think I saw Jack Ferguson on his way to the to the establishment. Yes, it's not bare bones here. No. We have, we, we're on a skeleton crew at mutinyradio.fm, that's true, but we're, we're staying strong, we, we got the motivation, we got the morale real high. <laughs> Keep stretching, is that what you want me to do, Pam? Got it, got it. Um, look, when I say, I saw this article, you ask me, what did it say? So uh, I saw this article. What did it say? I don't know. I didn't read it. But I'm an expert on the headline. And here it is. This is the New York Times Sunday Business. And if I could direct you all to the back of this, you would all see how far back and to the left those libtards have become in New York City. Behind every great restaurant is a woman. That means stay in the kitchen. <laughs> now, I, I'm not one to cause trouble. No, no. Not me. I'm uh, an upstanding feminist. I know when to get the door for a lady and when not to. I know when to walk on the outside and when not to. Rainy days mostly. Don't walk on the outside of a lady on rainy days because that's when you get the splish splash of the mud and the muck from the passerby. I'm going to get into some material here. Um, if I ever were to wear blackface continuously, I would do it only to see how many times I got pulled over in a week. Like, officer, this is outrageous. I've never been pulled over a day in my life, and I've gone 200 miles an hour on this very stretch of road. And I wiped the makeup off. And he's like, why is this guy talking to me like this? And then, oh, there it is. The money shot. It's me, the same guy he's been pulling over all week. Causing a fuss. Making him realize that he's a piece of shit cop. As you can hear in my voice, I am a Lyft driver. But uh, what you don't know is where all those stains in my car are from. Well, that was just where I tried to peacefully detain a spider. (laughs) 
yeah, I don't want to do that next one because I'm still a comic. And, and um, when, uh, when, when you get to be two years in, you, you realize that you shouldn't use certain words. Like, um, for instance, did you know that the term I got you was coined in a very dark time in American history? I was uh, taking a passenger home the other night. I'm a Lyft driver. And the man in the, in the back seat was like, Oh, um, is there an impoverished man there on the corner? What does that sign with him say? I said, Oh, anything helps. God bless. My passenger's like, I... I can't read a thing on that sign. I must need to get my eyes checked. Like you're using a, a homeless man's sign as your eye exam? How, how heartless can you be? But my passenger did have a valid stream of thought, which was, if you're so poor, where'd you get those tattoos? Um, did you, did you hear about the failed software engineer who married his computer? Their children were born not fully developed. Um, and they should, they should make a new website. Cause I keep thinking, yeah. Friends of friends. That's who I should be hitting on. So I'm thinking, you know, just, just make a new website. Away from Facebook called Only Friends. No flirting, only friends. Um, and and uh, uh, did you hear? Did you hear? That uh, I'm done. I'm finished. Does it be pancake, everyone. Pancake. All right. I took some notes. That was uh, that was it. That worked. Your O'Reilly's worked because you took it. You took the time, and so that usually you rush through it. And I liked that you like put your stuff down and like took a lot of time with it, and then sang a little bit more. Like usually you kind of just rush through it, and this time you took your time, and that was good. Uh, the space herpes is a great line. Um, theater no more. What is that? I don't know what that. I don't know what my notes say. Eat, eat less. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. Uh, theater no more. Well, space herpes was good. Uh, um, the Gordon's fisherman joke. Like, is there a line in the commercial that says "trust the Gordon's fisherman"? Is that what this is about? Like on the box or something? Does it say <laughs> "trust the Gordon's fisherman"? There used to be a commercial too, and it was in the it was in the jingle. And it was in the jingle. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I don't. I the get melody? the joke, but I I think no one ever gets it because 
I don't know. They like you said, they don't care about fish sticks. I I I care about fish sticks. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's okay. Uh, after stay in the kitchen, I'd throw in um, like I need a sandwich. Make me a sandwich. After what? Stay in the kitchen. Oh. Make right. me a sandwich. I need uh, a sandwich. I'm not that way. Something like that. I feel like there can be more after stay in the kitchen. Something okay. since you're already in the misogyny realm and making a joke about it, you might as well double down and do something else. Yeah, but aren't I outraged about it? Is it not clear? No, it's clear that you're outraged, but it you can go farther. Like that you're outraged but you're still being misogynistic. Like okay. it's not it doesn't read that you're on the side of women. But if you go harder with it, I think it will seem. I don't know. Uh, mention lean in. Oh, after you did your feminist stuff with the door and when to get the door and not, I'd throw the words lean in in there or me too or some of the buzzwords that are in feminism right now. I'd add some more of those besides the door. Uh, and then the last note I have is you didn't explain I got you at all. I don't get. I didn't get that joke because you, you like it's. It was a premise. Like you said something about. I got you coming from somewhere dark. Yeah, some dark part of our history, and then you never. I'm like, what part? Like the '90s? The, two like, wh when was the dark, part? And why is it? Why it was, is it a dark part? Um. You you're supposed to infer, you're supposed to infer things, like. Could it be that? Is he going for that? And but, but what? Then you should be on to the next thing. But which? I I, I got I, you. Like I I got you. Like as in then put it closer to the feminist stuff. Are you meaning like I got you? Like I'm taking care of you, or I got you? Like I'm kidnapping you, or I got you? Like Is, I've been stalking you, and I found you, and you. Uh, like I just needed I just needed more because I'm like I have no idea it was like not fully oh and then that not fully developed joke is great and I think you can put a tag on it something about a startup mm. too just because it's all there okay it's not it's not fully developed it was it was a startup <laughs> or something this like that. joke is not fully developed. Yeah. yeah yeah so here in the peanut gallery uh, I love that you were really below the topic and kind of below the the conversation but i might add grab at what is above you a little bit more often and we'll be kind of on the ground here right. but you're below the topic kind of grab more maybe okay it's a little too subliminal yeah okay. i yeah. feel like i'm on drugs when i listen to that so <laughs> you're welcome listeners so some of i mean some of that obliqueness works where you you don't mention it directly. You sort of glaze or glance off it, or it's like almost there, and that's good. But then you want to make sure you balance it with things that are solid so that we, like Paolo said, like we know exactly what you're getting at. And so then it, it becomes like a balance between he's being absurd, and I kind of get it, and then I get this, and then that's absurd. So I feel like you can play back and forth with that. Grounding it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the the space herpes bit it's that's good that's, I mean I've I've heard all the conspiracy theory about that all coming down but because it's COVID you could say you could bring in uh, is that a COVID operation by the CIA 
right? Something like that. Operation. And then bring in the UFOs. If you've got any jokes about UFOs, and just stretch out a little bit. Because the space herpes space. is good. It Everyone loves that. But there is a whole theory that an Australian guy gave that it was brought in by, by meteors, but it was a COVID operation by the CIA in the That's first place. Funny. So I haven't heard anyone use that one. I, I just haven't heard that I either. I just thought of that just now. So maybe bring that into, okay. into the space It's a good pun. It's a good pun, aye. It's a good pun. COVID instead of covert. Because yeah. covert would be an underground CIA operation, and you'd say yeah. that was a covert operation. Yeah, sorry, but if I it's a COVID that, yeah. operation, it's yeah. almost there, and, ev- and people will people will laugh heartily at that, I believe. As yeah. Well. Especially, and especially if you go in, like you said, the CIA and the space, because you already said space herpes. Yeah. Yeah, you could bring in Area 51, or it's is it COVID-19, or is it Area 51? Oh, all the numbers. Call it COVID-51. I don't know. Covert, Covert-19, Covert-51. Covert-51 and COVID-19, CIA, all would go together, kind of, if you just expand on it. Right, and you expand like space, baby. (laughs) But Space Herpes was really funny, and the theater line after that, there's no more theaters and all of that Mm. works with the movie stuff. But Anything I would else? see a movie called Space Herpes. Yeah. Clap your hands together yeah. for Pancake. Nice one. Thank oh. you, Pancake. Uh, that was the end of the first half. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. Um, you did, and you did eight minutes, so that was great. Like, really, like, easily, too. So, okay. just, so you, just so you know how much Should time I you did. keep going? Well, was Jack coming? I thought I saw him. I could have But you just saw a blue car driving by, and you thought maybe it was Jack? I, I, th- I saw a truck drive by with a guy that looked like Jack. Oh, no, Jack drives a blue like um, uh, what? What are those dumb cars that runs on half electricity? Oh, smart! Oh, Prius. Prius, yeah. K- okay. I think he drives a blue Prius. <coughs> it's a pretty. It's just like a sapphire Prius. Okay. Now uh, I will continue. <laughs> I'm nice to the service industry people. Because I'm making up for everything my dad did when I was a kid. Uh, was Just berate everyone. Um, this was not what I asked for. This is a hard, this is a, this is a baked potato. I asked for wedges. Not, uh, not something I would be <sighs> proud of doing in front of my child. Um, your kids, uh, are your kids hard? To, what? Why are kids so hard to catch nowadays? It's like, it's like they're all staying at home, all the time. Even when there's no school, it's just where are the kids? I think this is uh like that movie, with uh that really handsome guy and um that r- that really smart guy. And they're like, there are no more kids. Where are the kids at? And then they they take a a pregnant woman to a demilitarized zone, which is actually like the most militarized zone you can find. I was a babysitter once. Uh, That didn't work out so well because I was fixing the the races um, for the child child, uh, derby. The the kid the parents had to file a wrongful wrongful death lawsuit against the uh, establishment and that was not my fault. 
staples were on the ground. Um, but where did you, where did you find the time to get so angry about everything? If you're so angry at things, why don't you just fix it? And if you can't fix it, meditate, take some deep breaths. You'll feel better later. But they say 75% of alcoholics have more have more attractive attributes than the common person. And and they're more real and they're they're more intelligent and they're trying to drink all that knowledge away. Um, because ignorance is definitely bliss. When you stop looking into things, you'll feel a whole lot better about the people who are supposed to be taking care of you. I'm looking at you, doctors. When, um, when you think about all the, the, the times that God has let you down, just know that it was actually your parents. Your parents did that to you. You can blame them for virtually anything in your life. Because they were there before it. Hopefully they won't be there after it. I'm reading this this play that's called The Buried Child. It's about it's about children who were buried and and forgetful parents. Who were who their cheeses slipped right off their cracker. My grandfather used to have a saying though, when the food was supremely good, devastatingly orgasmic in the mouth region, he would say, Oh dear God, this food's so good, make your tongue slap your brains out. And every time he said that someone at the table would choke to death and we can't have we can't have christmas anymore at the cranks no more christmas at the cranks when you when you, when i finally make it um i'm going to have to be escorted everywhere cuz i'll be very important by then but really um, we smoke, uh, we, we bond over smoking cigarettes because there's no more campfires. Where do the, where do the campfires go? I'm looking at you, Australia. It's 2020. But, uh, wh what I can tell you about Australia is that it's going to grow back even, even stronger than before. Twice as strong. The roots are going to go twice as deep. The canopy will stretch twice as high. And the quality of life will never be higher if we can survive the next ice age that's just around the corner. Why do I, why do, wh how come I never get female Uber drivers? Uh, just like why I, why not do they exist talk about awkward haircuts you sir in the front row jeez 
<laughs> just look at yourself. Everyone's looking, and now the, the smirks, the smirks are, are cracking across all of these people's faces. They can't keep it serious anymore. You are, can you leave? You're distracting everyone here. I'm not one of those to like exclude people because that was usually me at, in high school, in college, in elementary school, middle school, preschool, my house. You can stay. They're all looking at me again. The oddity. So I, I started to learn Spanish one time and it didn't stick. I ended up with three years of French uh, some, somehow. Hey, uh, can you tell me this? Why do they keep letting pedophiles cross the street? They write ped xing all over the street. What, why do they do that? Keep the pedophiles at home. No ped crossing. I'm standing in a puddle of bacon grease. There was a cookout, chili cookout last night. No one was invited, but um, the spoils go to, that's right, your mom. Because des she deserves it. I know Father's Day just happened. Um, the, the good people at home and and the listeners here in the studio audience are seeing me flip through multiple pages back and forth aimlessly. Well, that is my indication to everyone that I'm having a great time, <laughs> that I'm sticking it tough through through the thick and thin. Um, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have to try this revolutionary technique called uh, taking it easy. Um, I really can't stress this enough how, how much it is important to take a breath and drink uh, pure grain alcohol to replenish your precious bodily fluids. Um, drink, drink water w whenever possible. Pay no attention to the bumbling man behind the Oval Office because I have found a way to regain um i'm i'm losing it now i'm um so so listen to joe rogan he's he's got all the answers um but really uh, just keep looking at history books just keep looking at them don't read them i was um recently nominated and awarded with 2019's most bumpable comic. <laughs> um, there, there's more to that, but I've forgotten it by now. Usually, um, these these comedy mics with uh, with 
amateurs. I, I'm just going to call myself out. Amateurs usually go to these mics at a bar, right? And, and there's usually a restroom, right? There's usually graffiti everywhere and, and stickers all over the, the bathroom walls. But I will have you all know that the person who is writing kindness is sexy hasn't met me, clearly. No. No. I'm going to have to stop talking to the door because there's a camera here. And I'm going to... I'm practicing. Um, Altoids hurt my mouth. Look, um, at this point in the show, you may be wondering who my father is. <laughs> well, uh, he's my dad. I was one of those kids on uh, Maury. No, Montel. Yes. So one of those kids confirmed that my father is my dad on live. No, uh, pre-recorded in front of a live studio audience. Um, whoo, this one's for the men. This one's for the men in the audience. Uh, you, you ever walk down the street and you're like, whoo, we, she's probably been looked at too much. Why are you guys laughing at me? Laugh with me on this one. Um, I'm, I'm uh, too exhausted to use my prop right now. Uh, but there, there seems to be more people here, so I will... Uh, yield my time back to the room and the universe. Thank you, I'm Pancake. Pancake, everyone. That's Pancake, yay. Uh, I have, I mean, I have, I only have, I have one new chag for an old joke, so I'll just run up and run that joke. Here I go. Cute dog. We're dog friendly. Yeah, there's like a water bowl over there. I don't think it has water in it, but that's cool. Look, it's a room full of men. Yay, that's what I'm used to. No, usually it's a room full of, of men of men comedians. Uh, today it's ac actual audience people, which is incredible. It's very exciting. Uh, so I can woman-splain some feminism to you. That'll be, that'll be fun. Woman-splain. <laughs> Yeah, uh, language is really political, and I, you know, things that we say have meaning. I, I have to call myself a feminist. I don't want to call myself a feminist. I'm more of like a cunt face, you know, like let's keep it real. But I have to call myself a feminist. Language is political. I mean, what do I call myself? I, I'm a female. I'm a what man. I'm a person. Yeah, we are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. It's a hard joke for a lot of people because no one reads anymore. You can take out your phone if you need to and look up the word feminism. It's spelled with an I. There actually is no men in feminism. <laughs> it's funny enough. 
But there are so many words, right? Like um, when I, when you're a woman and you know you turn 12 or 13 and you have your first period, uh, it's menstruation. <laughs> Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do and you put your name on it. And you think it's gross, so <laughs> men straight, all right. Uh, when you have sex for the first time, you break your hymen. Hymen, hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hymen. The one I really do understand, because I'm going through it right now, uh, is menopause. Uh, men are certainly pausing on me. They're like, she is older than I thought. Like, what is wrong with that crepey skin? That is weird. Like the one feminine prefix that we get, the one thing you give us, herpes. <laughs> you give us herpes. Thanks. That's great. And just because I decide to hate fuck my ex-boyfriend when I have herpes, you call me manipulative. <laughs> oh, so now I'm manipulative. Women. Whip men are so manipulative. I just, I just think that that's the new tag on that. I'm glad that that got a laugh. Just because I hate fuck you and I have herpes doesn't make me manipulative. That was, that was the big, that was the big takeaway of, of this morning. Like, oh, look at my new joke. Um, I had, I had my first abortion in 1995, uh, and that is 25 years ago. And I only have one regret about that first abortion, uh, and it's that I didn't have the kid so that I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> Right now, I could be fucking all of the 25-year-old friends of my dead son. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Regret. I have a regret about my second abortion. Uh, and, and I went in there. They gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. I don't know if you know of this fast-acting, short-lived benzodiazepine. There's a reason why I'm getting abortions. I love drugs, right? So they put, the, they put me up in the stirrups. I'm in the little thing, and they give me this midazolam, and they say, all right, you know, it's, it's about a five-minute procedure. Some people talk. Some people don't talk. I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> You're like, no, that's never happened before. So I did a killer show, you guys. I killed, I murdered. It was a bringer show, you know, I left it there. And the only regret I have about that second abortion, uh, they wouldn't let me have my phone so I couldn't tape the set. <laughs> was that, was that a me, did that, was it a life changing event? <laughs> Were those jokes like amazing? Would they have changed my life? I don't know, just abortion regrets. There's a, I mean, but the thing is, people, I, I have had abortions, and that's important, and I think that that's a very responsible decision because I love drinking all the time. I love drinking. So it might not be the best idea for me to have a kid, and America's trying to roll back all those abortion laws again, rolling them back. I was born in 74. That's when they legalized it. I was a choice. My mom could have decided not to have me, but she's like, no, nah, like, we'll keep this one. Lucky me. But so I, I want to... I like to have the ability. I think all people should have human rights and make choices for themselves. I mean, if America takes away this right, I'm going to have to get some new tools to drill some holes uh, in my trunk so that the baby can breathe while I'm hanging out at the bar. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you put the baby with a sleeping bag in the trunk and drill some holes, it's safe. 
can't afford a nanny. I am the nanny. Like, who's going to going out drinking? I can't bring the kid with me, can I? Drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, that's the other thing. If, if America, if you roll back these things and you make me have a baby, it's going to be like five and it's still going to have to wear one of those leashes so it doesn't run into traffic. My mommy doesn't love me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why am I here? It's going to be awful. And then it turns nine, and I have to go to one of those stupid parent-teacher conferences. It's like first grade for the fourth year. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and the teacher says, um, Ms. Benjamin, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I didn't want the kid. And then it turns 12, and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who is your dealer? <laughs> I can take you to Burning Man. We can really get to know each other. This is going to be amazing. And then at 15, it teaches me the cutest thing. You know, it, If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers. You smoke them. <laughs> from the mouths of babes. Genius. So then at 17, it finally dies from one of those speed balls, you know, cocaine and heroin to the vein. And I'm like, 17 years. 17 years. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. It's a 17-year late-term abortion. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Not mine. I'm on Medi-Cal. I can't afford, can't afford rehab. Please. I actually... Uh, I, I got pretty drunk uh, in January, and on February 1st, I sort of fell on my face. <laughs> uh, and I had to get 15 stitches in my face. But, silver linings, I got a free Medi-Cal facelift. Uh, they put 15 stitches in my eye, and the way they did it, they took out this little wrinkle, and I got a free eye lift, so a little Medi-Cal facelift. Next time I get drunk, I'm just going to have to fall on the other side of my face to even it out. Or maybe I can uh, fall on my tits and get a free Medi-Cal boob job, you know? <laughs> like, that's what I'm going for. Uh, yay. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening to my jokes. Did you want to do jokes? I yeah? Yay! Oh my God, that is a tough act to follow. Yeah. By any standards. Uh, Pam, I was trying, yes, what a cute doggy. I'm just so happy to hold a mic in my hand again. I just, I really wanted to come mainly for that. Um, but that said, would you rather hear, oh, by the name, by the way, my name is Will Brown. And I am a teacher, so that's why it's not really my name, but I just don't want my 15-year-old students Googling me and finding this, because I want to talk openly and freely. I guess I can take my mask off. This mask, I want everyone to know, was made from a handkerchief. My dad was always one of those like Depression-era raised dudes who was like, you got to carry a hanky. you got to have a handkerchief in your pocket you know, pocket squares and all that. And, I, and we were always like, Dad, gross. He would like blow his nose and then put it right back in his pocket. And now what are we all doing? <laughs> he was a man ahead of his time in many ways. Um, so would you, would you rather hear the story about the, colosto the, wait, the temporary colostomy bags that are being developed in the Castro? Because, you know, I mean, cleaning out if you're a bottom, 
And Pam, I was hearing what you were saying about, you know, like, it took me a long time to realize that there are more than two genders, you know, that's like a big thing now. But like, I did realize that there was more than two genders when I became a gay man and I realized that there were tops and bottoms. And I'm like, that's a divide right there. But um, yeah, it's true. Surgeons in San Francisco are developing temporary colostomy bags with an on-off valve. So, you know, you can, if you're getting ready to have a big bottom weekend, you know, you just turn the switch to on and you're a front, you're a front loader, you're a front unloader. And then if you meet some German dudes, you can always like reverse it and then it backflows and everybody gets what they want, you know? Personally, I prefer a clean bottom, which is why I came with this guy, because he is the immaculate cleanser, and I love him for it. Because, you know, left, left to my own devices, cleaning out, like, shitting is easily my least favorite part of eating, you know? Like, I put eating up here, and I mean, you know, like, I'll hold on to a dump, like that feeling where it's like eminent, like, you know, it's coming out, it's turtle, it's turtlenecking. And you're like, like, that feeling is good. Like, I like that. I don't like the cleaning up after it's all over. It's just very tedious. I find it to be very tedious. And I got one of those bidet toilet seats, you know, thinking it was going to be like amazing, like what, like a wet wild ride every time I took a dump. And it's just not true. Like it's still a mess. Yes, you still need toilet paper. Don't believe any of those commercials, especially if you're a hairy Irish dude like me. And there's a lot to clean up. And so I'm just not a good bottom. That's why I have amazing friends. And it makes you more popular in San Francisco. I would say I went into topping just to be more popular and it wouldn't be a, untrue. Um, how much time do I get up here? Is it just it really like, you're, as much as you want, honestly? Sweet. Oh my God. Henry's getting nervous over here. He's like, I have to listen to him talk like most of the time and now he's unstoppable. Um, okay. Well, okay. So I did. I, have you guys been doing the Zoom comedy? Can you get into it? See, I mean, I'm a teacher, so it's like I was teaching online on Zoom for a couple months there, and I was just getting into it. And then the Zoom comedy thing started happening, and I was like, I guess this is what we're left with. It's better than nothing. I can drink in my own house. It's it's hard to complain, really, about it, but then you just kind of want three, dim three dimensions sometimes. Is that too much to ask? I like that there's more than two dimensions, like flat screen TVs I never got into. I have a projector and then I have my friends kind of stand in the position of the actors in my favorite movies. So it's kind of a, I really like three dimensionality. So I'm so happy to be back here again after so many months because Mutiny Radio is the bomb. Um, okay, I have a whole long thing that I was gonna tell instead of the colostomy joke, but mm, I think I'm just gonna. You should tell the other story too. Why the not? other story, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna read it from my notes. I noticed Pancake, who is also ten times a better comedian than I am, was going by his notes. So I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna feel bad about it. Thank you, Pancake. You're seriously hilarious. Like, <laughs> okay, oh, okay. I know what I was gonna say. Okay, so. I was a full-time massage therapist for about eight years. And when I say a full-time, I have to say a full-time massage therapist because I think that there's plenty of like part-time or amateur massage therapists or people that think that they're good at giving massages and like 
you know, I went to massage school for months and, you know, some people come in and it's their first massage class and yeah, they can already give a great massage. It's just like a natural thing. Other people think that they're giving great massages and after studying with them for three months, you realize like you're never, it's like, you're never going to get it. You're just not good as a massage therapist. But, you know, uh, for a long time, I was just like, uh, just because your uncle says you're good at massage, not a good indicator. You might want to take some classes, but you know what? After the first, you know, basically after a month and you learn all the basics, like if you're still not good, you should just quit. You're not going to get a whole lot better at it if you can't, you know. But, um, so, you know, I go to a party and it's like you're meeting new people. Huh? And like, hi. Oh, what is, what's your name? What do you do? And, and I just stopped saying that I was a massage therapist after a certain point. It's just a landmine fields of potential problems. And the re one reason that I did not, the one thing that I did like about that was you'd run into this like repressed straight, it's usually the straight couples, because the gay guys, if you run into a married gay man and you tell me you're a massage therapist, they're like, well, we can start the three-way like upstairs right now at this party. We're friends with the host. It's not a problem for gay guys. But if you run into a straight married couple that's been together for like five, six, seven, eight years, you tell them, you know, and, and a very handsome guy like me comes in and says, I'm a massage therapist and I get paid to rub people. First of all, the gay, the guy is mad because he's just like, seriously, people come and give you money to rub them all day. And I'm stuck with this one woman for the rest of my life. And the woman is going to use whatever leverage she can. I am using a crowbar to cry, try and pry out a lame he's not into it massage from her husband later on that night or at least a bottle of peppermint foot lotion at some point like I'm just being used as a pawn but I'm like I was a gay man for a long time before marriage was legal and I am happy to participate in breaking up your joyless marriage I will do whatever I can so I'm here for you lady and straight man and so yeah, stalling, scrolling, um, I think that's it. Thank you so much for putting a mic back up Will here. Brown. yay! Keep it going for Will Brown, that was great. Hey, with your three-dimensional joke, I have an extra tag you can throw Rocky Horror Picture Show in there. Okay. Because Rocky Horror Picture Show is a 2D movie they always do in 3D, and it's kind of gay. I mean, so, I mean, there's, you know, you know the story. Uh, but I, I think that would be like an easy tag for you on that. But this was a great set for you. If this is your first time back in forever, you killed it. I've got one. Yeah, yeah, um, Machine has a comment too. I've just got, I've got one comment about the bidet, the bidet and um, being a hairy Irishman. Uh -huh. the, the, uh, I'm Scottish, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but being a hairy, so I, <laughs> I wanted to put this on Facebook like, Two years ago, and I've never even mentioned to anyone. But I thought um, your end piece to that could be: Have you ever burnt the back of your balls with a hair dryer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because because I actually have. <laughs> so when you go, you'd still need toilet paper, but you could use a hair dryer. And have you ever burnt the back of your balls on a hair dryer? Don't try it, or something like that. So. Yes, yeah. the dryer. <laughs> See, all of the. You could go through all the functions of the bidet, and I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. Because so. nobody. We don't have those here. Like, I went to, I went to Belgium once, and there was a bidet in our 
in our hotel and I never used it. I had no idea what to do with it. Same thing in Italy. I was like, what is this thing and how am I supposed, what is the, I had no, there's no directions. There's no, yeah. like, I, what are we supposed to do? And I pressed it. I was like, what, I, what is it? It's a water fountain for your butthole? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was about. But I, so explaining that would be very funny, I think. I don't know what it's for. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay, that water tastes like shit. I thought it was a water fountain. That water tastes like shit. That's a good joke, machine. That's funny. Hetch my ass. Yeah, that's great. Hetch Hetchy my ass. That's another great tag. That's hilarious. It's a double entendre. That was great. See, we can all spitball all day. Does your buddy want to go up? Henry. Henry, you want it? You don't want to do it? He'd shrink down. It's okay. Ask him. There's a person outside. Did he want to do jokes? Would you like to do a joke? Live on the radio? Uh, Any joke at all? I think he's just chilling. I think he's just chilling in the new cool orange chairs that we found. The new Danish modern chairs that I found on the street. Aren't they great? Yeah, I know. They're like these nice. I saw my buddy brought them yesterday during the, um, we had a little barbecue. And he, he brought these chairs and said, oh, I found them on the street. And I was like, these are Danish modern. These are nice. Like, they're really comfortable, and I'm going to yeah, stick them in here, and it's, it's great. All right. Uh, so, cool. Well, that was, that's all the people for the open mic tonight. So, thanks for coming and supporting Mutiny Radio. Uh, yay. If you've been listening online, you can always donate uh, to our Venmo at Mutiny Radio, all one word. Or uh, you can participate in our new GoFundMe, which is very exciting. We are, COVID's kind of killing us and we'll be out of money in September, which is very scary, um, but maybe not. Maybe everyone will go be on the GoFundMe and, and everything will work out. It's so weird, like, how we're all supposed to survive without money. I, I'm like, I, I mean, I've been doing it for years because I'm like a socialist and money's just little pieces of paper that float through my hands. But I mean, now I'm like, oh my God, I need the piper. So um, thank you for supporting Muni Radio. Thank you for being here. Uh, thanks for telling jokes. Thanks for all of your comments. And we have an we have an outdoor comedy show every Friday at 7 o'clock now so that it can be socially distanced. And for our open mics, they're just like this. They're all really small and people wear masks and we're all distanced with these chairs. So we have them on Monday from 6 to 8, uh, Friday from 6 to 7, Saturday from 4 to 6, and sometimes Sunday 4 to 6, depending on, you know, if there's interest or not. Because a lot of, like, I think maybe today's just too beautiful and everybody's at the park. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. So uh, thank you all for being here. I really appreciate it. And, uh, hey, have a great – did, did, did he want to do one? No. He's getting closer. Oh, yeah, I'll, we'll tell him in just a second.
phone. Yeah. So then you you hear them. You you talk through here, and you hear them through here. So yeah. So you can. Hello, machine. Hey, Pancake, how you doing? That was a great set you had this evening. Um, oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed the second one. I think I think you have the charisma to um, to own the stage. And your pauses are actually really good. I was enjoying those. And you had me captivated, even though I didn't get some of the jokes. But I thought that your your stage presence is actually really good. I have been told I appear to be a natural. You do. But uh, I wish I could feel it while I'm up there. Yeah, well, I, th I think you are. You just, you just need to uh, get funnier, I think. Oh, really? All right, so what do I do now? So, Pancake, that was nice to talk to you. I've got another call coming in here. Okay. Uh, have a good one. Thanks, machine. Thank you. Hello, how you doing? Who's this? Let's say, would you like to be live on air? Oh, sorry. Hi, would you like to be live on air on Mutiny Radio? Uh, sure, yeah. Oh, Hey, yeah, how you doing? Is this movie oh. radio? This is not movie radio, because if it was movie radio, then we'd, uh, we'd, be <laughs> we'd be watching it on the television. This is mutiny radio. <laughs> oh. Was it mutiny radio you were looking for? What's your name? Uh, my name's Patrick. Uh, I was looking for that pancake fella. Uh... <laughs> I guess uh, I, I'm a did I reached the right number. Yeah, I'm a pancake fella. I've I've had a pancake off with my mum before, and I won it. <laughs> oh, that's that's delicious. They were delicious. Mine were vegan, and hers were all full of animals. What do you put on top of your pancake? Oh, you know what? My favorite thing is golden syrup with lemon and sugar. And I also like to put uh, peanut butter and jelly actually jam and just roll it up and also just uh, yeah mostly mostly sweet i never i've never gone to savory pancakes left yet what about yourself what's your favorite topping uh yes maple maple would have to be my favorite Ooh, maple from a tree nice one that's nice and vegan i like that but how many pancakes is too many Oh, you can never have too many pancakes. Three is one more than two, but it's never too many. You can have as many as you like. As, as many as you can make is how many is enough. And can you reheat a pancake? Can you reheat a pancake? Actually, I did that the other day. I froze five because I couldn't eat the, the ten that I made. And I froze five and had them when I was drunk one night. Hey, how about, I'm not even joking. <laughs> And, but they don't go very well with um, beer and cider. They seem to curdle in there, and I actually threw up about three hours later. <laughs> okay, so but you butter can. and beer go together? Uh, butthole and beer, did you say? Butter. butter. Oh, butter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <And> beer. Yeah, <laughs> butter and beer Sour. don't really go together too well. But butthole and beer, I heard, is, is, quite, is quite a good combination. Yeah, you can chug through your uh, rectum. <laughs> you can, as long as you can stick a pipe or something up there, so it comes out nice and smooth with no backwash. Right, and you have to—you can't lay on your stomach. 
while you're doing this. No, I don't know how you'd get it. Oh, you have to. You, I think you have to, really, don't you? Oh, you're on your back. Really? You're on your shoulders, really. All right. Okay, well, um, what what topping would you have with your butthole chugging beer? Oh, I, I got to go. My butler's waving at me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, thank Patrick, you. for calling in. Pleasure. Of course. Well, thank you very much. That was a quick tester there for the radio show next week. If you'd like to tune in to Mutiny Radio, um, uh, first donate so you can listen to it on the internet. You know it's free on the internet, but donate anyway. And I'll see you at 8 o'clock uh, Monday morning next week. That's a week today, 8 in the morning till 10 with mundane Monday mornings with machine. And we've got the internet all sorted. Pam's showing me how it works. So it's going to be a fucking smooth show next week. So... Ahoy, me hearties. I'm going to pack, pass you back to the captain here, and I'll see you next week. Thank you. Starting with the sounds.
Hey, Donald, in what field? How would you call your baby home? Well, if I needed her real bad, I guess I would call her like this.
was fun. That was a long set. Thanks for staying on the train. There's my set for tone today. We started with the sounds from their 2006 album, Dying to Say This to You. The sounds gave us Night After Night. That is the alternative version, the alternate version of the song, which appears at the end of the album. The sounds dying to say this to you, 2006, from the same year. After that was the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and Cheated Hearts. Cheated Hearts comes from their second album, Show Your Bones. After that, we went to 2010 for the Kings of Leon. Mary was the song from their album, Come Around Sundown. Kings of Leon were followed by the uh, Kings of Kentucky, <laughs> the Everly Brothers, and they gave us their great jangly version of Love is Strange, which is still true. It was true for them, and it's true for us. Love is Strange, the Everly Brothers. That was followed by A Thousand Ways. That's a track from the brand new album by La Serra. The album is entitled Music to Listen to Music to. And that's the second track I've shared with you, A Thousand Ways. And that took us to the I Don't Cares and Love Out Loud. Well, this is J.D. Buell with you on the morning train. Our fearless leader, Pam Benjamin, is here, which means it's time for me to head towards the station and wrap up today's journey. During the week, a friend of mine in Europe posted on Facebook that he had a 70s DJing opportunity coming up that week and asking friends for suggestions. I told him he should play this record, and just to put my money where my mouth is, I should play it too, right? So, here's Marvin Gaye.
Let's dance, let's shout. Can't you just imagine high school age Prince Rogers Nelson rushing home from school and practicing his moves with that record in 1977? Practicing his splits? That was Marvin Gaye and the side long got to give it up. And I have got to give it up for today. This is the end of the morning train. So until we ride together again next Wednesday at 10 a.m., this is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe it's a cash cock honey Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates.
dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock. That <laughs> motley, every day, that though. motley Able. crew, Abel Jaramillo over here just flipping everybody off, yes. looking like he just no, got really, out of court. I mean, I don't think it's just you. It's not something you could just do six times a week for like five months and then just assume that you're going to be really good at. Yeah. Or be better at. I mean, it's just, it's it's weird. It's it's a tough way to do it. Like, it, is is it is is comedy something that you actually saw yourself doing your entire life, even as even as a kid, or is this something yeah. that you just kind of grew into? No, I mean, I grew into it. I mean, I again, you know, I was. After high school, I was just going to college, and then I met, um, you know, Sammy, one of my buddies from high Sammy school. Sammy obeyed, yes. Not a boy. They're looking for Abel right now. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the police. They actually think he OD'd. Like, I know one of these assholes are parked illegally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you're a fire truck. Uh, but the um, the uh, what was it? What was the question? We were talking about uh, the. Oh yeah, was this something? So, was it, yeah, was this something that you saw yourself doing your whole life? Never saw myself. You know, the weird thing about stand-up is I never really saw myself doing stand-up. I, I kind of wanted to go to law school. My sister's doctor was a lawyer. I always thought it'd be really fun to be a lawyer because I like uh, I like reading. I like learning up on stuff, and then I think being in a in a courtroom battling some other dude would be hella fun. Right. Um. So that that's something that I was actually focused on doing. But then I met my friend Sammy. He was doing stand-up comedy a year into it brought me into uh, a couple mics um but that's pretty much that's basically where we started and then you just get addicted to that man what I was mean, your what was your do you remember your first, first experience time, do you yeah. remember that yeah i did mission pizza over there in fremont it was like valentine's day yeah 2009 i think so i just go up there and uh again i invited a lot of my friends i'm from fremont so there's like 40 of my friends right and i just remember going up there and just doing like 20 minutes 25 minutes almost the first time and I did really well because all my friends were over there. I, like, killed it. I was like, okay, this is really – this is what I should be doing. This is awesome. And then I hit, like, four mics that week, and it was just, like, not the case. And, that, yeah, it, yeah. it hurts, right? It hurts. The world is just all like, uh, I, mean, I don't know who Mark is, so this isn't funny. Why are you talking about your friend? <laughs> like, you guys know Mark. I'm like, we didn't go to your high school, sir. Okay, so how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that rejection? Because here's the thing about comedy, man. Like, when the crowd rejects you, you feel it immediately. Yeah, it's not like you, you put up a – I don't care. You, you're not supposed to. I, oh, most definitely. Oh, I don't care. I just yell back at them. Right. I said, I'm sorry, you're not too uh, smart to understand this dick joke, but right. I don't think it's not funny. <laughs> it's a very sophisticated dick joke. That's exactly yeah, what's going on. You're going to get rejected by hot girls eight times a week. Who gives right. a shit about the crowd and Billings? Well, see, that, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's like, I mean, that's a great like, what point, What I really though. wanted was Tanya, not for you idiots to like me, so I don't give a shit. No, no, but that's a great point, though, man, because yeah. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like when you get accustomed to the feeling of, yeah. of rejection, of instant yeah. rejection, it's easier to go out into the world and yeah. just be as badass as you want to yeah. because it's, it can't hurt you. It's like it's like being whooped on the back so many times that your back is just numb now yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, do you your find... It's like, I don't love you. It's, it's like, like, I don't care. You're like, I don't love These me either. jokes aren't working, Kelly. I'm at Mission Pizza. I don't love me either, okay? I know. I tell you, dude, that's, that's the thing about it. You cannot care about the crowd. You have to... Rejection... Even when you get great, you're getting rejected. I mean, there's always going to be rejection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even when you blow up, there's going to be roles that you're not going to get or TV shows that you're not going to be on, even if you're out there killing it. Right. So you got to get quick. Rejection should be the first thing you should actually think of. Right. So when you're happy, when the one rejection doesn't happen, you're like, you know what? Things are good. <laughs> I'm going to be it's fine. Like, uh, it's like they're serving breakfast after 10. This isn't a victory. <laughs> is there is, is there like a goal for you, though, Kabir? Like what, what is I, – I get this question from uh, – 
uh, younger comics like what is that you want to do like what where do you want to be in like five yeah. or ten years what is what is the goal that Kabir Singh has in mind in terms of yeah. comedy or entertainment well listen you can't put a number on when you want to achieve it but like literally my goal is I love doing stand-up comedy that's my thing I would love performing on the road 260 days a year yeah. all over America and the world repeatedly theaters and sell tickets. Of course. Fortunately, you have to get on television to do that and other stuff that you have to get good at to do what you want to do. Um, but that's that's basically the goal. And really, honestly, the goal, I mean, of just going city to city and making people laugh, I've pretty much already over, I've already achieved. I mean, I get to go. I mean, I'm not getting paid great, and there's a lot of shows that do suck. Yeah. But I'm still hitting that. I still get to go out and make people laugh. So it's a lot of fun. It would be fun doing it while being getting rich, I guess. Would that be that would also be dope. I, I'm, Is that the way to say it? Yeah. Is that the bright way to answer that question? I think that's the most direct I'd way like to do to it. I'd like to get rich doing exactly what I'm what doing I right do. now. What I want to do, please. <laughs> right now please. is good. Um, I, I, just, uh, 20 more grand a show would be nice. <laughs> I know I know you're going city to city, and that definitely is one of the perks of uh, doing stand-up comedy, but you're originally from the Bay Area, Bay Area. Um, from Fremont. Uh, my, my question is this though, do you think that there is a huge difference between like Bay area, the Bay area comedy scene versus out, you know, the rest of the world? And I, know, I yeah. hate to sound pretentious cause I know the Bay area people right. usually sound like, you know, our shit don't stink or something like that. Right. But what, what is Bay area comedy compared to somewhere on, you know, in the Midwest or, or down South? We, 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 we are literally at the best, the Bay area is the best place to get good at stand up because it's a melting pot and you're going to get all different kind of crowds throughout the week. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you could just go in there and do, I mean, there's just so many people here. Right. Uh, people talk about the Midwest, like it's easy. They're the easiest crowds. Really? They're happy to see you. It's Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to be a dick, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're, it's way harder to impress and make people laugh at Roosters on a Sunnyvale when the whole Oracle and Yahoo's over there that's just trying to get drunk or San Francisco with all these guys where you can't say anything. At all. Right. You know, they're way harder than going in the – I mean, Bay Area is a perfect place to get good. I mean, this is the best place. You go to different rooms, get good. Midwest, Chicago, Denver, they're the same people. Yeah. Everyone watches the same stuff on television – I mean, it's crazy. Everybody yeah. watches that. And you kind of already know how people think just by watching the news and the shows that are successful and the cartoons that do well. Yeah. They're not totally different of it. When you start going to like Glasgow and stuff where your accent, like Scotland, where you're just talking and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. Right, right, right. That's when it becomes an issue. Has, <laughs> has that been an issue oh, for you? Oh, Lord. I went, I lied to this promoter like four years into stand-up. He's like, you're a headliner. I'm like, yeah, headline America. Oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, we need to headline these, uh, this like UK tour. And I was like, hell yeah. He's like, you got an hour? I'm like, yeah, I got an hour. At Tommy T's right. in the San Jose Improv. I'm four years in. <laughs> right. They throw me to Glasgow and like Birmingham, and I'm just up there like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> I mean, Glasgow, they just stared at me. I've never seen it. I was an hour. That was good. I still had an hour of good shit. I was yes. doing it. But it was just 45 minutes, and people were just looking at me like, I don't understand a word that's coming that's out of That's incredible. Time. And I'm like, it's English. Right. And they tell me something. So I kind of don't understand what you're saying. This it's, is weird. It's two people speaking English, completely different accents. Same don't know language. what the hell. Yeah. So so what's going on in your mind? I mean, you're talking about going overseas to do comedy. Oh, yeah. And you're, you kind of, you know, you kind of gassing yourself up to this guy by saying, yeah, I got an hour. Oh, I mean, course. so, so what all else those. you going to tell the guy? It's you're not going to say no. Two grand a show. Yeah. You're not going to say no. An hour, sir. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So what Which you, hour would you like? <laughs> what are you thinking in those? What are you thinking in those 45 minutes where they're just the watching? I'll you? bring it, sir. Well, no, no. What are you thinking in, the, in that time where, they, where you're just being judged? <laughs> Oh, do, while I was bombing? Yeah. Oh, they immediately knew I wasn't shit the minute I got there. Like, <laughs> they put me on the first show in London. I'm like 30 minutes into that, just sweating. I'm like, so you guys, uh, 
The McDonald's here tastes funny. Right. <laughs> just it. Scotland was tough. They didn't understand a word. But you know what? They were so polite. Like, I, I, they were just so cool that they wanted me to do well. They understand there was a language barrier. They understand that it's not my fault. Yeah. There's a lot more respect for comedians in the UK. Like, we're looked at, like, there's a lot of TV shows in the UK where they just put stand-up comedians on a panel and they just talk about their opinions. Right, Something right, right. that we would destroy here. If exactly, yes. Shit. Like, the, the structure over there, comedians are really well-respected. So even though I was eating, eating it, and in my head I'm like, this is really bad, they were still not rude they weren't booing they were just listening and they're like you know they understood when it's, to clap yeah. but you could just tell as a comedian that dude none of this is working and you're you're not gonna get paid you're not, you're not getting that satisfaction right <laughs> you're not scratching that itch you got a piece of paper over there man with some stuff written down did you want to read some of that stuff off oh no i want to ask